You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm Mike Luke. All right, a special one. We're talking some NBA draft decisions among going down memory lane with some U of A players right here. And generally you look at schools and you're like, all right, there's some people there that made some really questionable decisions. You know what's funny? At Arizona, Schuster, obviously a lot of guys have declared early, but you can't really go back and find many, especially, and we'll start with the Olsen era, where you looked and you're like, man, that was a real head-scratcher right there. What were they doing? You don't really have any. You don't really have any of those, really. And the one that were, that was the head-scratcher, Gilbert Arenas, he bet on himself, and he, he turned out to be the best pro and made the most money out of all of them. It's really a unique situation. And it hit. It really right. is. Now, is that is that good kismet, or is that, is that good advice from Olsen? Mm-hmm. Right. Is, that, is that one of those things where Olsen had, or is it just one of those things where if you looked at a lot of other schools, maybe, maybe it played out in a very similar fashion. Players leave when they know they're ready to leave. But it is interesting. The track record at Arizona on this has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, not pretty good, really good. Right. Uh, and and I wonder how much of that is a Lute Olsen thing, being connected to the league, understanding what's necessary, and uh, making the correct contacts to give good advice in addition to the other advice that uh, players are getting and players willing to listen to that advice. Right. So uh, let's, let's go back. Let's go back. When do you think that this started, though? Because at Arizona, obviously, the first guy that would have really had an opportunity to leave would have probably been Sean Elliott. I mean, after his junior year, I would have a hard time, even though it wasn't nearly as... Uh, prevalent as it is now you would look at it and Sean Elliott would have been a I have a hard time believing Sean Elliott would not have been a top 10 pick in the draft and I was only four at the time you were around but was there really even any talk about him leaving it was probably floated out there but nothing serious right that I recall exactly I mean you know it's kind of could Elliott go and 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 it my recollection is that at no point did anybody think he seriously was. Right. <laughs> so, you know, he was the the likelihood seemed that he was going to return for another year, even though you're absolutely right. And even just 10 years later, I don't think Elliott's back here as a senior. Right. U of a. Oh, no. So it happened. For sure. So, so whatever I'm not that sure transition. Elliott's here as a junior. Maybe. Right. So, whatever happened in that transition happened fairly quickly. And to me, Kevin Garnett seems to be the turning point. Right. Uh, that because there were uh, players who left early. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- there was a little sprinkling here and there where that was being discussed and moved along and so forth. And uh, you know, but when Garnett kind of just bypassed the whole thing, it seems that that was kind of the floodgate. Right. That was the one that opened everything up, where, where where a bunch of other players are saying, "Yeah, you know, college is a, college is not really a destination as much as now it's a stepping stone." Right. And and so as a result, the stepping stone became 
perhaps a little less loyalty to the college experience and uh, more loyalty toward chasing he, your dream. Now, Brian, and getting to that dream perhaps now, as quickly as you could. Now, Brian Williams, uh, decl- Brian Williams, I think, was the first player of the Olsen era to declare or early for the draft. Went off to be the tenth. Isn't that incredible too? That it really is. You know, given uh, and now and now, nowadays with us with with as often as that happens, right. if you asked me that trivia question, I'd get it wrong mm-hmm, for sure. And that's why. But, thanks for but, sure. Yeah, but Brian, well, I think a lot of people. Will. But Brian Williams. <laughs> Williams is the Brian Williams is the guy though that you you know he there <laughs> you uh, Brian Williams didn't love basketball mm-hmm. I think Brian right. Williams I think this was very much of a business decision okay can I get paid and how right. can I get paid quickly enough to be yeah. able to do this and then possibly get out of the league I'm also yeah and I'm also not certain Brian Williams necessarily liked the U of A either right I think I I think he and that's you know it's just I'm not. That's not to say that Brian Williams made a mistake coming to Arizona. I'm not sure he liked Maryland either. Right. You know, I'm not sure he would have liked UCLA. I'm I just think, not I think sure. It's totally cool being a journeyman. That yeah, you know, whatever. just I, this this kind of sucks. I want to try mm-hmm. something new. Not that he didn't want to lose, right. but he wasn't the most passionate guy about the game. He wanted to win. He wanted to play hard. He wanted to you know succeed. He did those things, and then was able to say, "Yeah, kind of done," and then he got out. Right. Uh, so you know, him leaving early is not necessarily surprising. Honestly, given and, and, and obviously, from a retrospective standpoint, his ranks is one of the great tragedies of basketball players who have come through Arizona. Uh, none of that has anything to do with Arizona. It's just, you know, the way things uh, sort of happen in those regards. But, uh, you know, at the time, he was somebody who, uh, y- y- you know, viewed things in a much different way and uh, I think used basketball ultimately as a means to an end and not necessarily as something where he necessarily enjoyed the game per se. And as a result of that, uh, once he was able to, once he was able to make, once he was able to use the money to his benefit, use the NBA to his benefit, make the money that he was able to make, once the game wasn't interesting to him, right. he, it was much easier for Brian Williams and later Bison Daley to get out of the game than it is for a lot of players who know nothing else. The first guy that I think came into Arizona and it was like a no-brainer, he's not going to be here four years with Mike Bibby. Yes. Now, that, you know, because first of all, he had unprecedented hype. You could tell very early on that, you know what, he had a higher uh, calling than just being a four-year point guard in Arizona. This was right after the entire Garnett situation like you just talked about. Bibby was the first one where it was like, okay, boom. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're going pro Probably right going to be two years. You're probably going to be two years right here. You now, know and now, interesting, Bibby would be here for one. Bibby would be here for one, especially coming off mm-hmm. that title. Right. Now, after that then... Um, the one that's, I guess, kind of questionable that pro- I wonder in his heart of hearts if he had done it again, Miles Simon. Miles Simon's coming off a Final Four run. Final Four, and, and let's not forget what he was doing there. He was doing this against guys like Vince Carter and uh, Paul Pierce and, uh, you know, Ron Mercer. I have a hard time believing that, that Miles Simon wouldn't have been a first-round pick. I don't know where he would have been, but I have a hard time believing just off based off of that back then that he wouldn't have been a first-round pick. If, if, if Miles Simon, this is just my opinion, not having talked to Miles Simon right. about this publicly or privately, uh, if Miles Simon, if you were in a conversation with Miles Simon privately, my guess is that Miles Simon's biggest mistake, biggest regret, not mistake, uh, because he's mm-hmm. successful right. and, he's, and, 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 and things have gone just fine. Is that he didn't leave after his junior year? Yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think there's any question about that. I view Miles Simon in the same way that I view Ed Pinkney. Okay. Ed Pinkney, for folks who may or who are not 
familiar, was on the Villanova basketball team with Raleigh Massimino as coach that upset Georgetown in the finals about right. 10 years earlier. Right. This happened in the mid-80s. Uh, Pinckney had a huge right. tournament and a monster final game right. where Villanova pulled off the upset. Pinckney decided to leave uh, after that and was the number eight pick in the draft. Right. He wasn't very good. Right. He was a he was in terms of overall talent at the next level. He was Simon. He was just yeah. Okay. Just okay. But he got guaranteed money, mm-hmm. and and then eventually drifted away. Didn't have a particularly long career, but got guaranteed money out of it. Simon didn't. Right. And had he left his junior year, yeah, he would have had. He would have had guaranteed money. Would he have been in the league long? Probably not. Right. But he would have but had would guaranteed have had, money. But he would have had guaranteed yeah. money, exactly. And may have been able to parlay that into an overseas career that lasted a little bit longer if he wanted to. Why don't we make get people some guaranteed money and talk about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right. You put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays if you're a new customer and you bet on any of these NBA games going on right here. You might be saying, Mike, that's not possible. How could that be true? It is true. I've utilized it. Schuster's utilized it. Again, 21 and up, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. Okay. Now, so after Bibby, then I think the next real big one that made a lot of hay then after that was, well, there were two. Gilbert Arenas. I thought he made a terrible decision when he left. Because if, let's be honest, if Gilbert Arenas had come back for his junior year, he's averaging 25 points a right. game. Right. I mean, a, mm-hmm. it, I, and that's not hyperbole. Nope. He's, he's averaging 25 a game. Because Olsen was the type of coach who knew that he he needed to find some offense and that Arenas could provide, he's and having, he was going to feed Arenas. He's having a Khalid Reeves Just like her Reeves, just yes. like the year at Reeves now, exactly. Now, he goes pro, mm-hmm. and, well, lo and behold, he turns out to be a really, really good. Um, Even though it blew up on him early. Yeah. Because he was a second-round second round pick, pick. And had to prove it and Right. Yeah, and so I give him a lot of credit on that. Andre Iguodala was one where he was actually kind of an easy one for me to project being a much better pro than a college player. You could just tell by looking at him that his game translated in a way, in a much different way than um, than it did in college. In college, he looked disinterested. It would look like he would look again, just going through the motions. Whereas when he, but when you look at at him though, he could handle, he could pass. He could dribble. He had a lot of Dalen Terry-type qualities to him. Yeah, and, and and one of the other things that both of them have is that you you can see the athleticism, and this is why mm-hmm. whether Terry returns or not becomes a concern if, like you say, the NBA scouts, scouts start proud, prodding him a little right. bit and get a closer look at him. Neither of those guys are have stats that jump off the page at you. Right. you know, there are a bunch of games where Terry scores seven points a game. Right. And, we say, and we say at the same time, Nice game by Dalen Terry. Had seven points. He had the eight assists mm-hmm. and the nine rebounds. And but if you look at that from a national stat line, it's like guy scored seven points. So it's a big deal, right? Uh, but but if you're able to look at his physical gifts and what he can do from a closer standpoint, you can see a lot of the Iguodala similarities there. I think Iguodala uh, had uh, NBA scouts recognized what Iguodala, Iguodala was, mm-hmm. and clearly that's played out. He's still bleeping playing in the league, right? Uh, I think there's the possibility, whether it's this year or next, that uh, scouts are going to recognize that Dalen Terry has many of, that, many of those skill sets as well. So Iguodala leaving early doesn't surprise. But it is interesting. The slight difference between height and physical build between Iguodala and Hassan Adams that made one a 
a guy who you knew had a real chance to prosper in the NBA and another guy who you thought might be fringe at best. Right. And it's weird because both were supreme athletes. I think the thing, though, that was different about Iguodala is that Iguodala, Hassan Adams, the thing that kind of hurt him, he never really developed a ball-handling type. I mean, he was, first of all, his sophomore year was better than anything that Iguodala ever did. He, uh, Hassan Adams' sophomore year was better than... But if you look at it, he was a six foot four. he was a hustle, he was a supreme athlete, but he wasn't really... Iguodala could handle, Iguodala could you know distribute yeah basketball we use this term a lot basketball looked like it came very easy to andre iguodala that's why he could just kind of coast and do what he wanted um but yo that's a great point adams looked like a lost athlete iguodala looked like a guy who adams, a great athlete who understood adams the always game. looked to me like he should have been a safety <laughs> right you know, and, right and i think he would have yeah. been a, you know i think yes. he would have been a killer safety uh-huh. all right now let's talk about the sean miller era over here before we sign off um Sean, Sean Miller. Well, first and foremost, go to GoPHNX. Right now, all kinds of great things going on right there. Get the membership. And uh, if you get the membership, you get uh, you get a free shirt. You get a lot of cool stuff right there. Also, you uh, everything right now in the state is basically being covered. So go ahead, check it out. DraftKings Sport, or uh, excuse me, uh, GoPHNX. All right, Miller, the only ones that I can look at were like really kind of a head scratcher. I didn't blame Nick Johnson for leaving because Nick Johnson was Nick Johnson was a lot like Michael Wright. Nick Johnson could have come back for five years. Or Hassan Nick, Adams. Or Hassan Adams. Mm-hmm, right. And it had been pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, a guy, and again, the, the Miller guys are interesting because they're all one and dones, but they really weren't like guys where you're, you just looked at outside of Aiton. Where you looked at it and just said, "Okay, man, that guy's gonna be an awesome pro." I thought I, th- I thought Mark Markinen had a little bit of that, but I also don't think Miller had any idea how to use him correctly. Uh, Grant Jarrett's a guy that went pro, second round pick, but I also don't know if you know he would have benefited at all. See, I think he been. could have. Yeah, maybe not in this program. No, that's what I'm saying. But returning to college. <clears throat> Had completely forgotten about Grant Jarrett, mm-hmm. right. as everybody else did too. Right, he's a guy who definitely could have benefited more from a college experience to enhance his game a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was way too raw and not ready to. And try you could his tell he had some level. skills to him too. He, yeah. he was long. He, he could, could shoot have, a little he, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot of potential that was underdeveloped and and left too early and wasn't able to, right. you know, succeed. All right, again. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Get in on this right now. The playoffs are going on. This is the time to get in there. Uh, you put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays if you're a new customer, and that game even occurs. That simple, that easy. I will. Be, we will be back with you tomorrow. Going to be talking with Harvey Mason. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.